Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Learning Professionals interview series. Today I'm joined by Joey Doughty. Joey is a performance coach for entrepreneurs and also known as a pipepreneur. Welcome, Joey. Thank you for having me, man. It's good to be here. So first of all, what should I imagine is a pipepreneur? So pipepreneur is a combination of the word psychology, which was the first science that I really fell in love with, and entrepreneurship or entrepreneur. So I'm a science-based performance coach for entrepreneurs. So I figured that Cypreneur would be a cool name. A very interesting position which you have found for yourself, which is quite unique. So I would love to learn more about your learning journey and how you got there and how you chose this path. This path actually started with me working on improving myself. So I lost about 170 pounds over the course of the past 10 years. Wow. And in the summer of 2018, I had a little bit left to lose, but I was struggling to actually be consistent enough to do it. So I started reading a personal development book. It was Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy, just on a whim. I had never read one before at all. And as a lot of people do, I got kind of addicted to the self-help content, so I started reading a lot more books. But I also quickly got tired of the cliches and just the bad advice. So I started studying psychology and neuroscience and physiology to understand how my brain and my body worked. After a few months of doing that, I realized I could start using what I had learned to help other people improve themselves. So a little over two years ago, I started making YouTube videos, and I made a YouTube video every week. But it wasn't a good fit for me at the time. I wasn't very good at communicating. So I took a break from YouTube and started on Twitter in January of 2020. I had like 200 followers back then, and now things have grown to where they are a year and a half later. And I work with business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, executives to help them optimize their performance. Yeah, that's been an amazing uh, journey, Joey, and a bit related to what we are doing as well, like super learning, helping people learn better, and you help people. Perform better as well using、uh, scientific principles. And can you talk a bit more about what you had to learn in terms of science and in terms of new developments and how you keep up with increasing knowledge and books being written on these kinds of subjects? I love reading. I was homeschooled when I was growing up, so I spent a lot of time reading when I was a kid. But so I, I'm just a reader. But I love reading books, articles, and research papers. On optimal performance and how the brain and the body work, but a key is that if there's a research paper written about something, some study, that doesn't necessarily make that concept true. So just because one research study found this concept, it may not be entirely true. Like we need more research to support that. So I try really hard to not let one. Specific study change or like inspire me to start talking about this concept without more proof, if you will. Right. So a lot of the things that I talk about could honestly be found in college textbooks because I work first off the fundamentals of how we work as humans and then build on that from there. So it's important when you're reading about stuff on the very forefront. The cutting edge of research to look around and see if more research has yet been done on that topic yet. I guess 
it's one thing to read something and learn about some like new development, but it's another thing altogether to apply that as you have done in your own life with very successful results. And then also in your client's life. So can you talk a bit more about how to translate that textbook knowledge into practical advice? Yeah, certainly. And yeah, that's a great point. It's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to use it. So what I love about what I do with my coaching is it starts off with being direct and being kind of the leader with my client, telling them the fundamentals that I know will work for pretty much everyone. Sleep better, have more routine, things like that, manage your time. And then a little later on, the roles kind of switch. And then I become reactive to them, their personality, and their needs, which are unique to the individual. And then I use my knowledge and my research abilities to personalize the coaching to them from there. There are some people who take kind of a one-size-fits-all approach to things. But... At a certain point, you know, we're all different physically and mentally, so we have different needs. We have different desires from life. We have different definitions of optimal performance. For some people, that could be four hours a day. For others, that could be 12 hours in a day. So it's very important to tailor strategies to the person and what they actually want to achieve. Right. I totally get that. Maybe to dive a bit more into like the habits and uh, routine building, because I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people would like to have in place, but struggle to actually do. So it's one thing to talk and coach with them, but how do you yeah, keep people actually following your advice and doing that in practice? So it's important to take a systems-based approach to all these things. So for example, habits can be thought of as a four-part loop. So the habits have a cue, a craving, a action, a routine, and a reward. So say I come home and I know that there's a beer in the fridge that I want. Well, opening the fridge and seeing the beer would be a cue. And then I would crave having it. So I would most likely go along with that and open it up and drink it, which would be the routine. And then I would enjoy, hopefully enjoy the taste of the drink, which would be the reward. So if you start thinking about the things that we do each and every day from the lens of this habit loop, then you can understand why you're doing some of the things that you're doing, because it's all about rewards. Our brain is a reward-seeking machine then you can start modifying these habits and these routines. So a lot of people try to break bad habits by cutting them out completely, but that doesn't work too well. Our brain doesn't really work like that. It's better to switch out, take an existing habit, the cue and the craving, and swap out the routine and reward for something else. So you're actually modifying an existing habit rather than breaking a bad habit. That'll be a lot more effective. I think that makes a lot of sense, like taking those small steps, modifying it bit by bit uh, to get the result you want. So you also said you're like an avid reader and that's how you learn. So I'd like to know a bit more if you have any system in place to make sure you get the most of out of what you're reading and keep up to date with learning or do you just 
follow your, your curiosity, your instincts? Uh, how do you go about that? Well, I have absolutely massive reading list. I have more books than I have time, but I make sure to spend at least five hours a week reading books and articles and research papers. And I keep track of my notes. I'll either handwrite notes or I'll highlight things if I'm reading on my tablet. And I will put those notes into my Notion database. So for everything that I read, I keep a list of notes. And then when I go to either create content for social media or I learn something that could help a client, then I'm able to go into that database and pull it out simply. That makes a lot of sense. And another thing that you mentioned there, you have a huge social media following. So how do you go about inspiring other people with your journey and helping them achieve the same in your life? How do you convey that inspiration on social media? Well, I am a kind of a humble person. So talking about my story and my accomplishments makes me feel a little bit weird, but I like telling the story because it usually does inspire people. And essentially the point is to show people what's possible. There are a lot of people who are unsatisfied with where they are in life, but they don't feel like they have the power to change. They feel like they can't change their situation. So I tell my story of losing 170 pounds and coming from a very poor family and building a business to help people see what's possible if they change their perspective and start taking more action. Yeah, I love that. Maybe so related to, to your story um, in this journey, what has been your biggest challenge in terms of learning? Not having enough time to read all the books. That's been a big one for sure. But filtering, okay. really, I would say. Filtering the stuff that's actually helpful for my community and my clients versus what's not helpful. That's the big challenge. But that's also the benefit of buying a course or hiring a coach because we've done that work for you. Right. There are some people who talk badly about courses and coaching and they say, well, I could learn all that myself. You could, but it's going to cost you a lot of time and money to buy those books and a lot of effort to filter like, okay, what works and what doesn't. So I take care to usually try things out myself before I recommend them to a client. But really the biggest challenging is filtering like what's good advice and what isn't. So that's a huge challenge. And is there any particular challenge that you can recall that you, that you have overcome in this journey? It was quite a challenge to balance my nine to five job and my business. That was a big challenge, but I did my best to use the same principles that I teach my clients. And that was helpful for me to just, you know, structure my time and structure my days while also taking care of myself. So I didn't go crazy. You talked a bit about how coaching and courses perform like a kind of curation. There's a lot of talk about curation versus creation. And what's your view on that? There are a lot of people around Twitter who say that people should stop consuming and start creating, but consuming really fills up the source that you draw upon when you're creating, I'll say. So when my business really started going, I didn't have as much time to read. And that made it kind of hard for me to keep creating content. So now that I'm full time on my business, I'm able to start consuming 
good information again so I'm able to create more. The trick is to make sure you're consuming good information. You're being intentional about it rather than just reading whatever comes across. That's a challenge a lot of us face, right? Like an overload of information. So how do you go about actually choosing what to learn and being intentional about that? And what are your guidelines around? My key guidelines is to stop reading a book if I don't think it's very good. Thankfully, that's rare. But there have been a few personal development books that I've read that, you know, I got a couple chapters in and I realized that this wasn't very good. So being willing to drop something that isn't up to your standard is very important. And that goes for movies and video games and stuff like that. You got to be willing to say, okay, well, this isn't worth my time, worth the time investment, really. That's been one of the biggest things. And then the other big thing has been making consistent time to read. Like I said, making sure that I spend a good five hours a week reading so that I'm constantly getting access to new knowledge. So for you personally, what's next? Like having built this business, are you planning on continuing this or do you have any big future plans? So this is my first week of being full-time on my business. So I've been kind of enjoying that this week, but I plan on taking a few more one-on-one -on -one clients. And then I'm planning on developing a coaching program specifically for startups. So I'm going to be helping founders and their teams optimize their performance so that they can do what they need to do in their business. A lot of demand for that. Running a startup is hard, psychologically as well as yeah, in terms of work. So that's a great idea. Thanks, Joey, for the interview. And one question I always like to ask is, who would you like to see next on this uh, interview series? I would say my good friend, Dan Ko. I can send you his name if you've seen him. I think I'm, I'm following him on Twitter. I will ping him. All right. Mm -hmm. So, Joey, if uh, people want to find out more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I spend entirely too much time on Twitter, so you can find me at twitter.com slash Cypreneur, and that is P-S-Y-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. So thank you for the interview. It's been a great talk. Thank you. Appreciate it.